If you're just tuning in, my name is Tim Brigham, and I'm your host for Coffee is for Closers. This is a conversation with top performers that are just consistent in their production, no matter the current market. And uh, today we have Holly Connors with us, who's an absolute legend in the business. <laughs> Founding member of At Properties, and uh, I think you're did well, $780 million total year to date, so far. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Incredible year last year. I think you did, what, just over 100 million? About, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. And then this year, again, 90 million? We'll close out about 100 million, yeah. Incredible, incredible. So, such a down market, I'd love to hear about it. What a crazy introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So uh, tell me about you. Let's start off. I, I know a little bit about you, but I think our viewers would love to hear about you and, and how, how Holly runs her show. <laughs> Thank you. So I've been in real estate a little over 20 years. I started with App Properties. I haven't been anywhere else. Uh, I answered a Craigslist ad for Mike and Thad looking for an assistant, the owners of App Properties. A Craigslist a ad? A Craigslist ad, that's how wow. old I am, a Craigslist ad. Wow. Uh, they took me on, I worked with them and Dave Wolf and Ann Karan, who are also legends in this industry. What a, what a, what a, what a list there, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, right? Uh, I was fortunate to learn from the best and as their assistant for a very short amount of time, about a year, decided that I wanted to be on my own and parted ways um, as their assistant and went off on my own as my own broker. Wow, wow, that's yeah. incredible. So I think what a lot of people, you know, they see on social media and they see these things, they see all this, you know, glitz and glamor and all these other things, but tell me about you, right? Sure, so today I'm here in a dress and heels, but the reality is I pick up dirty underwear, I put away dishes, I move boxes of furniture, I'm out in the snow. Um, it's a reality that this career choice is not clean. Yeah. There's a lot of mess. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, I'll be honest, right? I used to think that realtors would show up to somebody else's house and they would say, wow, this is great. I mean, you should buy this, right? I mean, sign right here. Just open the door. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest thing that people would be surprised about of how hard your job is? Our job is physically demanding, and that's certainly a part of it, but I think the hardest part is knowing the market and being able to articulate that back to the buyer. I right. think that's really important and crucial. I also think talking about how the house or condo or whatever you're selling actually works, how it actually happens is important too. And buyers aren't always looking for that in their agent or their broker, but I think they should be. You know, it's interesting, right? I've seen you do this presentation, but how important is, is data? I, I think it's it's amazing how you use data as almost yeah. like a weapon, right? A weapon? <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's truth. That's it's funny. Truth. I, I don't think data is a weapon. I think data is an important tool to figure out how you want to move forward. I think data can go any direction and understanding the data and how to articulate the data and how to really dig into the information so that the consumer understands it is crucial. Buyers need to understand how the market is working. Real estate is a lot less like real estate and more like the stock market. And having a broker who can articulate that and work through the data is crucial. So give me some examples. Like what was something that you primarily work into your presentation if somebody's looking to sell their home? What's the what's the the secret sauce that comes out that you love of the data points? Uh, a couple of my favorites are absorption rate, month supply of inventory. Uh, I really like total showings to contract. That's a, a data point I like in residential real estate um, on the listing side. And I think those are important data points on the buy side as well. Mm. Um, I like median price. All the, I mean, am I showing my nerdiness now? <laughs> 
But that's what we want. We want to see. I like the nerd. Right. I'm and a little bit of a nerd. Everybody sees on social media, oh, I'm in real estate and this and that. They don't oh, understand yeah. that there's actual work involved. There's hard right? work and a lot of math. Right. This is a B2C environment. I'm working with consumers and there's emotion and there's feeling. And so having the ability to work with that feeling, but also use those feelings as a tool to be positive and using the data and the math to be successful. Right, right. I think that's the most important piece, you know, is using the data to be successful, not just saying, hey, I'm going to list my house. And right. those successes aren't mine. Those successes are my clients. Those successes are for the consumer to do better and be better in real estate. Right, right. So I have to ask you a question that, um, you know, everybody tuning in is going to want to know the answer to. Yeah. I know you're, you're focused on Arlington Heights, right? I do work in the suburbs. Yes, my office is in downtown Arlington Heights. So are the bears really coming? In my opinion, I yep. would say yes. Uh, and I believe that in part because at a community meeting, the representatives for the organization said that Arlington Heights is really their only choice. Um, I think it's a great move for the organization. I think it's a positive move for the community, and I think it really benefits the suburbs. It's interesting. So how would you think that that would impact the market? So like for me, right, as a normal consumer, right, you know the data points. Well, you're not normal. Let's well, call space fade. Heard it here first. So listen, the, the the first part that we look at with a with a stadium or a casino, right? I look at it as the casino effect, mm -hmm. right? You bring in something and not necessarily have a good vibe about that type of growth. What's your opinion on if the bears were to move? I think that we have to look at other areas where there's been big change. Wrigleyville, for example, in the last few years, there's been big change there and it's been positive. I think we need to look yeah. at Frisco, Texas. I think we need to look at Arizona. I think we need to look at Oakland. And when big sports teams make big moves, what happens to the community around it? A great example would be Truist Park outside mm -hmm. of Atlanta. When the Braves moved, what happened to the area around there? Yeah. And we can see from history what's going to happen. We can almost predict the future based on history. So if we look at that information and those data points and we look mm -hmm. at the math and the science and what happened in real estate, what happened to police, fire, infrastructure, we can make good decisions to move forward. I have an incredible amount of faith in our community leaders, in our village, um, both in Arlington Heights and Palatine, Buffalo Grove, Elk Grove, Rolling Meadows. All of the community leaders are doing everything they can to ensure that our communities stay safe, that they stay engaged, and they can move forward in a positive can way. Can you imagine the bears coming to the so cool. this, this is insane. It's so it's cool. It's insane. It's, it's going to be so cool. It's, I could walk there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, they, I think that the community involvement too is that all the development that the NFL has shown in the past and what they're right. going to do surrounding it yeah. is going to be incredible because then it'll be a new Arlington Heights, right? Well, I don't want to say new Arlington Heights. I think it's an enhanced. Fa yeah, correct. I yeah. say correct. Yeah. I, I Something I love about the suburbs in Arlington Heights specifically is that small town feel. Now, yeah. fun fact, Arlington Heights is the largest suburb in Cook County. Schaumburg could win, but it covers a couple counties, so it's a little unfair little point there. Yeah, yeah. I love that Arlington Heights is a small town feel, and I, I have a lot of value in that. And I think bringing the Bears to Arlington Heights isn't going to change that. I believe firmly that it will stay at small town feel, but just enhance what we already have. Love it. I love it. So. Just think of the tax income. I mean, it's a game changer. It's a complete game changer, and all that gets poured right back into the community. We already run at a budget positive. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah. Change well, is the inevitable. Growth and, the growth and development that comes with it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about COVID, right? I, I think that's what everybody's mind with when it comes to real estate as well. COVID created this giant boom 
Now what? Do you think the media's portrayal of what's going on right now is real, or, or what, are, what are you seeing happening? I don't. If if you actually hear what the media in general is saying, it's not a hundred percent accurate. I think we have to really look at the data and understand the data to be accurate. I can throw out numbers to you all day, like average in 2019 was five showings to contract in all of MRED, and now it's eight. Yeah. But what does that mean? If you don't understand the data, then the consumer is just going to hear you and move on. And I think it's important to really comprehend what's actually happening in the marketplace. So for everybody that's listening that doesn't understand what you just said, can you go a yeah. little deeper with that? Explain sure. that data. So uh, in 2019, the average showing, the listing needed five showings to get a contract. Okay. Simple. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. When we went through COVID, we went up to seven or seven and a half or almost eight showings to get a contract. That's great, right? That means that we're getting more showings per listing to get that, it. It's, that's surprising. Like, I would think it was less, right? Because everything moves so quickly. That's and you're right. saying it actually increased. It increased. Okay. There, was, there were more buyers in the market, so more demand. Yeah, okay. Got we it. are now in all of MRED at 8.3 showings on average to get a contract. Wow. Where in 2019, we were at less. So what does that tell you about demand? Yeah, it's, I mean... I can tell you as a mortgage lender, I'm, my phone doesn't stop, right? Right. And when, when people call and, and say, well, interest rates are supposed to have affected things, they, but they really, I mean, we're starting to look at things like a little bit differently, like, yeah, mm -hmm. interest rates are cyclical, so they're up right now, but what happens when they go back down? Right, and I'm advising maybe like you that consumers really need to be in the marketplace now because if rates go up slightly even more, or if they come down, you're positioned to make good financial decisions for the long term. Yeah, so I'm, I'm coaching on, right, what happens if rates come down, the demand will increase. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me that we're still having showings, I'm mm -hmm. still issuing pre-approvals, mm -hmm. that tells us our demand is already at a unsustainable level because we don't have inventory to support, That's right? right? Rates drop, you'll have a consumer that maybe is hanging onto their house that doesn't want to sell to buy another one because their current interest rates are in the threes and fours. If our rates drop, maybe they're willing to actually move on to another house versus right now they're seeing looking at something that's a little bit higher. I mean, we're it's for a perfect storm. Mm. You buy now and you negotiate, right? Agree. And then refinance it later. Agree. Right? I think you're also seeing the piece where in the 50s, consumers bought a house and they made a 30 or 40 year commitment. Yeah. That's not the norm anymore. I don't know that math, but I would assume the average consumer is moving every four to seven years. I think that's realistic. We saw in the past that the average time for a borrower to hold a mortgage is three years. Right. I believe that's unshortened since rates did what they just did. Fair enough. So when looking at that, are buyers making long-term huge commitments? I don't think so. So getting into the marketplace, earning your equity back, making some money and moving on, I think is an appropriate action step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I got to ask you something, right? So the media is telling us that we've got this down market. Everything's just awful. And, oh, you know, subprime. Everybody loves to talk about the 2008 like uh, it's in comparison. That's over. Let's so, move on. At the same time. Sorry. <laughs> Not you move on. Let's media move on. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. At the same time, JP Morgan is just an article came in. Did you see this with Haven? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking about buying a billion dollars yes. or developing a billion dollars in single family rental yes. real estate. Yes. So if real estate's this toxic waste, why are they putting all this money into it? I don't understand. Real estate is a phenomenal investment. 
the whole thing is confusing to me. Um, I like that Chase, uh, I'm sorry, I like that JP Morgan is getting involved. I think it's important. I yeah. like that the banks have some involvement in some way. Uh, but a billion dollars in real estate for an entity of that size makes me a little concerned for what the media is portraying versus what the banks are seeing. If the media is saying that the market is so terrible, why would JP Morgan want to get in at a billion dollars? Well, your analogy earlier of that real estate similar to Wall Street, I would think you call that, I don't know, stock manipulation? I mean, oh, you're, maybe. you're lowering the price because the consumers think, oh, everything's down. That's why you should pay this more expensive rent because you shouldn't buy. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it's manipulating the market. I'm not really sure. I haven't, I haven't understood it enough to know exactly what the motivation is. Sure. But I do think that they've outsourced it to a third-party company. Mm -hmm. Also makes me go, hmm. Yeah, right. Hmm. Pass off your friends and then plausible and, deniability. And let's understand this third-party company. Sure. Right? There isn't a whole lot on their website for, to understand. I saw that too. There's there's really not a lot there, which tells me that maybe, I, yeah, you know, we're speculating, but maybe it's his friend. I don't know. Maybe they just decided that, oh yeah, we're going to build some houses. I think that it's important that everyone gets involved in the best way that they can. Sure. And I think that JP Morgan wants to get involved. They should. But a billion dollars into the real estate market could artificially inflate the market and could create an industry or a space that doesn't make sense for the consumer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so talking about the market and consumers and what they're afraid of with 2008 and the exposure and whatnot, uh. how about inflation? Last week we saw a report come out, you know, that was showing that inflation was cooling, right? And so what did we see happen? We saw that interest rates followed, just like I've been saying. Well, what's interesting about that is, is that, you know, the 2008 mortgage crisis and inflation and all yeah. these scary terminology that's brought around. Are you hearing that with your buyers and sellers today? Is that an actual problem? They're asking the question, but they're not concerned. They're asking the question because they're informed and they want to understand what's happening. But the reality is our market, specifically in the Midwest, is just keeping up. We didn't see the dramatic appreciation that the coasts saw. Right. We saw a relatively steady appreciation, but we didn't see absorbent amounts go through the roof. Right. So the Midwest really hasn't seen this dramatic inflation in real estate like other parts of our country have. It's interesting you bring that up too, is that you know the desert states, right? Quickest to climb, quickest to fall. So when we see these reports that are gonna come out probably next year that say that all oh, real estates come down in price, well, they came down from what? From what? That's always the question, if from a, what? If a California buyer sells his house, and he's got a million dollars in equity, and he pays cash for a house in Arizona, but he pays 150 grand over ask, right. and it comes down 75, you're still up 75, yeah. right? I mean, it's, that, I don't think we saw much of that in Illinois, right? Again, real estate is more like the stock market than it is real estate. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, I got a question for you. I'm ready. You had to take a guess at what you think the biggest price increase due to inflation was commodity-wise. What do you think it was? Commodity-wise, uh, I'm gonna say milk. Milk, it's a good guess. It was actually eggs. Oh! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I actually have chickens, you so I, I, I feel like chicken's the new Bitcoin now. And you told now. me stories about your chickens talking to you. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they do, they do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, listen, I have friends and they have, they have feathers and it's fine, okay? I'm uh -huh. proud of it. Uh -huh. No, honestly, they're the best pets ever to have and uh, they're 
maintenance is is pretty minimal. But I have eggs now, and I get to give everybody eggs as presents. I'll be so over for eggs to fly. Yeah, done, mm -hmm. done, and done. Mm -hmm. So, did you see this whole report that Lawrence Yoon came out with, the chief chief economist for National Association of Realtors? Ah, yes, I did. It's wild, right? It is wild. I mean, we're still seeing a 0.3% appreciation. Yeah. Oh, you know, the market's gonna crash, right? When chief economists are telling us that we're still going to, now, not a huge number, hmm. but at least it points us in the direction of where we're going. Right. Right. What do you think the hottest market is to look out for for next year? You know I read the article, right? Yeah, well, of course you read the article. <laughs> so Atlanta, Atlanta, right? Right, so hot if, Atlanta. If, it, hot, hot. if Atlanta is going to be doing well, which historically, you know, it's up, down, up, down, like mm -hmm. everything else, that tells us that we're seeing growth in these markets, that yeah. maybe the desert states have something to do with the national reports, but we're going, still going to see appreciation numbers. I think so. I think so. I don't think we're going to see any major declines or huge fallouts. We have quality loans, as you know. Yep. Um, we have quality borrowers, and we really don't have any negative equity in the houses. Buyers needed to put something down in order to buy a house, so we really don't have any huge negativity here. It's a great point. You know, the loan quality has never been higher, mm -hmm. right? So when you compare the 2008 scaries, right, of everybody thinking, oh, there's going to be this. Right. To get a mortgage these days, you can't really lie. You have to show your tax returns. You have to show your income. Right. There's products out there that let you to be a little creative, but for the most part, you're really an honest borrower with good credit and a job that's buying real estate these right. days. Right, I, right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you had to give unfiltered advice to an agent who's watching this, listening I'm, to you doing 90 million. On <laughs> if you, listening to you 90 million, right? Mental health's a big thing right now. Yeah. You have some people that are watching these going, well, that's great for you. You know, I'm, I'm doing all the work, I'm, I'm doing all the things. What advice would you give an agent that's struggling with production right now or that is just listening to you and, and doesn't have maybe the coaching or mentoring behind them? Well, call me, I'll talk to you. I'm just a girl who happened to wear heels today, but really, I clean toilets and put away dirty underwear in everyone else's house just like you do. I'm no different. Um, advice for a new agent or an agent that's struggling? Sure. Stick at it. Stick at it. Know the market. That is, I think, the biggest feature of a broker is knowing and understanding the market. I could tell you that I've been in almost every single home for sale in my network where I where I sell. Uh, and that's... True. It's true. nerdy, but <laughs> yeah. it's true. And that's my job, is right. I can sit down with a seller and say, your house is likely worth X, Y, or Z because I have been in these 10 houses and I know exactly what they smelled like. I know what they felt like. I know what the floor plan looked like. I understand how the market is moving. And that's really important to know. Yeah, you know, through, through all of it, right? What I get from you consistently, consistency, right? Yeah. You're, you're consistently learning the data, you're learning what's yeah. going on and you're staying the course. Thank so that you. way you can be the best for your, Thank you. your buyer, your seller. Um, so, you know, I have to ask you this, you know, since you're helping others, it's a cool exercise. Okay. Uh, Tim Ferriss actually uh, is the one I heard this from and I, I just want to replicate it. So if, I, if you had to choose a quote that you could put on a billboard for everybody to see, what would it be? Well, this wasn't on our pre-questionnaire. I, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm telling you. What is your quote? What would you? What was your mantra that you live by that you would share with others? Can I swear on this? Yeah, please. Don't be an asshole. Right. The number one rule in life is just be cool. Yeah. 
and the world will follow you. If you the golden rule, maybe I would choose something cleaner. The golden rule, mm. just do unto others as you would want others to do unto you, and the world will be good to you back. I can tell you that for those of you watching this, that, that it's true, right? We've done deals together, and, and the consistency behind it is is that the clients will go, "Holly's awesome," and it's not just a like she's great. It's a, that she's awesome. Like she'll actually tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And that's a hard part of the job. So right. I can think of a particular client where their house needed to be really cleaned and really staged, and they really needed to do the extra work. It smelled like wet dog, mm. and it's my responsibility to make sure that the product sells. Yeah. And if I can't tell the seller that your house smells like wet, dirty dog, I have failed my seller. Yeah. So having those tough conversations is an important part of the job. There's a nice way to do it, but it's an important part. I think that a lot of agents, especially if it's their only deal, they get scared, right? So we see these things pop up on social media where, and I'm not a fan of this. I don't think it's yeah. fair to make fun of someone's house, but it happens, yeah, right? The, yeah. All, the, all those crazy groups and all those things. You don't want that to be your listing, right? Oh no, but I've had those listings on those places and sometimes it's really good marketing. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. so. What comes to mind is your worst listing. Is it the dog one? Well, you know the dog house. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, my worst listing, you know, I would argue that the hardest listing I ever had to sell sure. was one of my first listings because mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing and I, I, I made some mistakes. And I learned from those and I did much better and I won't ever make those errors again. Yeah, yeah. It takes a long time to really comprehend that you're helping a person make one of the biggest financial decisions in their life and a humongous emotional decision. And guiding them through that with honesty is crucial. Yeah. It's, it's just a big part of the job. Blunt and brutal honesty, right? Brutal. brutal. sometimes you don't want to hear it. Brutal. That's great. So who's your hero if you had to pick one? Batman. Batman? Batman's your hero? Just saying. You heard it here first. <laughs>